Hey guys, it's Corey from CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, and I just saw The Irishman. Original book by Charles Brand, screenplay by Steve Zalian, and directed by Martin Scorsese. Caught this one at home, streaming on Netflix. I really wanted to go see The Irishman, like, out in theaters, but the limited options made that uh, untenable, even in Los Angeles, which was really saying something. Uh, granted, my schedule wasn't always playing along with being able to go see the movie, but it, it just never worked out the way I wanted it to. And in the end, I feel like the experience of watching this movie on Netflix, given its length, kind of takes away from the overall experience of seeing this movie. I would have preferred to sort of have been in the theater for the whole three plus hour running time but I mean like the idea that you could walk around or you could stop you could take breaks with the Netflix made it easier to get through but at the same time more problematic in the sense of like I'm not really staying in the flow of this thing I had to break it up over two days to watch it um, and that wouldn't have happened if I just sort of committed myself to go into a theater but I just didn't have the options because of you know the way that they do windowing with theaters and Netflix not agreeing to a longer window of time where the theaters would have the movie as opposed to Netflix or having it on the streaming service. So uh, that's sort of how it is. Uh, but, I mean, you know, beautiful movie, and Netflix doesn't take anything away from that. Uh, it's just sort of a different experience, and I feel like... In the end, we're losing something by not having the theater experience with it, but say lovey. The Irishman basically tells the story of Frank Sheeran, who is sort of this teamster mobster guy who finds himself uh, with a legendary Philadelphia mobster, Russell Buffalino, and then eventually with Jimmy Hoffa, the president of the Teamsters. I think this movie is really good, though I would say that it didn't meet the expectations that I had of what I imagined this movie was going to be. And I think that, and part of that is just sort of thinking in, in scope of uh, what Martin Scorsese has given us before, especially with particular actors here, uh, you know, De Niro and Pesci and Keitel, chief among them, like the, the, the idea that um, there's an expectation for what we're, what we're getting. Um, I don't feel like it met that expectation, but I think that it's a very good movie. Uh, I think that it's beautifully shot. It's very well done. Um, I would have personally wanted it to be shorter. Now, I'm sure at some point along the way, they might have examined what options there were of, like, a shorter cut. And I feel like you want to give the narrative space to breathe because so much of this is about someone's entire life, basically, like their entire adult life. So to properly tell that story and give it the same sort of air it needs, it, it needs to be a longer film. And, you know, I've said this before, I said this with Tarantino and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Was it perhaps a bit longer than it should have been? Yes, but I, I think that when you get to a certain level, we should be accepting of filmmakers just saying, I need the extra time, and us allowing them to have it. Uh, I'm glad that Scorsese had the extra time in this movie to be able to tell the story that he wanted to. I think that for the benefit of the enjoyment of the film, it would have probably been better if there was time lopped off. But the the greatness of Martin Scorsese allows him to have movies where he allow, is allowed to do what he wants, and he has Final Cut, and he wants it to be three and a half hours long, then it's three and a half hours long. Sort of breaking it down into parts, I would say that I loved the acting uh, from everyone. I mean, the, the whole cast from top to bottom, and believe me, it's a huge cast. On IMDb, they have 470 cast members listed. Um, and it's a lot of great people, and a lot of people doing incredible work. Um, I would say that our three main leads, De Niro, Pesci, Pacino are all all in they're they're going for it um there's parts of their performances that are uh really great like i, I think that de niro particularly a couple times throughout the movie like when he calls joe hoffa uh jimmy's wife after jimmy has disappeared um and frank knows what happened to jimmy i'll put it that way um, that whole call was fantastic, and it's something that I don't, I don't feel like I've seen from De Niro before. It was like a new, a new speed that he was throwing there. Um, and Pesci was just—I mean, like we're so used to Pesci sort of in our memory of him in movies being so like whacked out, like a, a chipmunk on cocaine. Um, but this one is a lot more restrained and I, there's something really incredible about watching him again, pitch at a different speed. And like uh, right at the end of the movie when he's dying, like, you know, and I'm not spoiling anything. It, it just people get old and die. And he's just old at this point in the movie. He, uh, there's little subtle mannerisms with like, you know, like his hand shaking as he's trying to like eat and he can't eat, you know, the bread anymore because of his teeth. He doesn't have teeth anymore. And it's, it's really beautiful in the way that it's done. And Pacino is certainly going for it in the same sort of way that he went for it in like scent of a woman and stuff like that. But the, it seems to fit with Hoffa and uh, I enjoy it so much. I just, I personally enjoy Al Pacino and I, I like what he does and I know that he's not everyone's cup of tea. If you're really not a Pacino person, then uh, you probably won't enjoy this movie as much because he, he's going for it in this one. Um, but again, I, I just think a very inspired performance, like a very good one. Uh, and, and just all throughout the whole thing, uh, I thought Ray Romano was great, Bobby Cannavale, I'm just sort of going through the IMDb here, Jesse Plemons, uh, like, just all throughout this thing, you got great people, and I mean, it's, 
as a Scorsese movie, it's one of those things that like you can have the 50th person on the call sheet be somebody who is an award-winning actor. Like, you know, it's just the benefit of being him at this point in his life and having like a huge budget like this, but it 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 uh the three leads for sure are uh, well worth the price of admission and they're 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 doing everything they're 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 going all out for this one if anything i would say that uh the only part of the performance that was hampered at all is just the fact that with the de-aging technology that they did they tried to sort of teach these actors in their 70s how to be like in their 40s again like how how to move like you're a 40 year old man as opposed to a 70 year old man and that had a lot of mixed results there's a lot of things that just sort of like as you age just sort of are different about you like your eyes have a different sort of intensity if you will um there's little subtle mannerisms that your face will make at different stages of your life there's different ways that your body sort of like as gravity takes over the spine and like hunches it down and stuff like that how you like carry your shoulders and how you do things there's a a a scene where you know frank de niro is basically just like you know stomping somebody out on the curb out on the street and you know it's a 70 year old man trying to kick somebody and it doesn't ever look like he's 40 and i think that part of the problem with the age de-aging technology is that uh when you sit with it for a while you notice those little things you notice those little mannerisms are a little bit different the eyes seem a little bit off uh especially like really blueing up the eyes for de niro throughout the entire thing um yeah i don't know like it's hard for me to say right now, having just seen it, what my reaction to it's going to be 10, 20 years from now, because it's like the type of thing, like, I remember when I saw Jurassic Park as a kid, and I was blown away, and I was just like, how are they ever going to make anything that looks better than this? And if I watch Jurassic Park now, I'm just like, oh my god, these special effects are nothing, they're, they're, they're second, second rate, and like, it's, it's just different how time will change how we feel about these things. I feel like De Niro, who sort of had to have the biggest age range of any of the actors in this thing, because, like, uh, Pesci and Pacino's characters were older than De Niro's in this movie, so there was more of a range that De Niro had to play. Like, when you're talking about him being 40, 50, 60... Like, that's easy enough to sort of, like, a, manipulate a little bit, but it just never quite... It, it felt kind of ambiguous. It didn't feel like I was, like, looking at somebody who was, you know, Frank when he was 40, and now he's there's this guy who's Frank with his 50, or the makeup, or anything like that. It just felt a little bit... It's so slight. That's the problem. Like, the I, what I'm talking about here is a very slight thing, but... The it just feels a little inauthentic, and I feel like the difference between sort of having the movie with the CG as opposed to like makeup is it, it, it the thing that you're losing is just that tiny little fraction of authenticity, and 
I don't know what to say about it. I mean, like, this is really the only way you could do this movie at this age. Uh, Scorsese has legendarily been trying to get this movie done for a long time. Uh, and the mid-2000s, then, there was still a talk of doing this movie with makeup and aging them up and down with makeup. But it, it, at this time, it just the only way it would work with is with the CG. And I, I really, it, it doesn't take anything away from it. You're never, like, looking at it going, like, oh, look at that awful CG. Like, it all looks real and authentic and everything like that. I just don't know how it'll age. And that's sort of something that it's hard to, to sort of get a sense for. Like, what, what this, this movie feels like it's very important in far, as far as, like, it's a monumental stage. It's a monumental moment in Scorsese and De Niro and Pacino and Pesci. But it's and never quite like it, it it feels like we might look look back on this one differently and maybe what feels like it's monumental at the moment is not going to be over the long course. Like it, I, I I'm curious how this movie sort of holds up over over time. Just one talking about the acting real quick, the, there's nothing here for women. Um, but it's not really that movie. And I do think that, uh, just my take on it with Anna Paquin's character, uh, she, she plays Frank's daughter and she never really says anything. She like speaks when spoken to it's, it's, she's very second, second class as far as the movie goes, but they sit on her for these long moments sort of like where she's taken in Frank and what he's saying or what, how he's reacting to things. Um, and it sort of builds to this moment, like right before when Frank calls Joe Hoffa, uh, Jimmy's wife, uh, she's asking, why haven't you called Joe? It's been a couple of like, you know, like questioning it. And that sort of really, there, there really feels like a moment, uh, where, like sort of recounting it where Frank sort of says like, you know, I never spoke to my daughter again after that. I never had a relationship with her after that. And it sort of felt like the whole movie kind of like at that moment changed. And it wasn't because of what the men were doing in the movie. It was because Anna Pagwin was able to do a lot with a little and just be able to create a look that sort of said so much about how she viewed her father. And, you know, I, I I really have to give her the hat tip for that, just because I think it it was it was great physical acting work that was being done there. Uh, even though I wish there were more women throughout this movie, I can also see how like this is just sort of a you know like if I made a movie about like an you know if I remade Miracle, you can understand why there's not a lot of women <laughs> because it's about a hockey team, you know. And if I'm living in the locker room, then there's less women. It's just sort of how this movie works and Teamsters and mafia and everything like that it's more of a man's world and i totally get where you know marty shouldn't have to feel the need to like shoehorn someone in there but it just sort of like it, it's just sort of how the movie plays it's very it's very male it's very white as far as awards and stuff like that i i imagine that this movie is going to be held enough in a high enough esteem that it'll be nominated for best picture um can't foresee a way that I would put Scorsese in as one of the five best directors, but 
I mean, he's in the periphery of a conversation for sure, and I think that if he made it, I wouldn't be shocked. But it would it it feels very lifetime achievement-y kind of. A lot of this movie sort of plays that way, and it's kind of like it, it's just because it's how people their own attitudes coming into the screen. You know, that's that's just sort of how it goes. Um, I think that you know, as far as like acting awards, like this could definitely get nominated for a lot of things. It's very it, this race seems a lot tighter than a lot in the last couple of years with lots of great options as far as actor and supporting actor. But I mean, I think Pesci deserves a nomination for sure. Uh, De Niro, I would, I would say Pacino as well, though. Again, I think those are a little bit, it's tough when you only have five for the acting nominees as opposed to best picture where you can go up to 10. I feel like Irishman will be held in high enough a regard that it'll be one of the 10. I wouldn't say it's the best picture winner for me. I think that this movie will sort of be hurt by the fact that it's a Netflix movie. I think it, it sort of gets the the punishment of not being an authentic movie as the Academy would like to see it. And even if it was a little bit better and more up to the expectations game that was set before the movie was released, I think that we would still be... It, it would still be punished in some way for being a Netflix movie and probably still wouldn't win Best Picture. But we'll, we'll see. It's, it's, it's sort of a brave new world we're living in. You can't be late. I've never waited more than 10 minutes for the leaderboard. Uh, this movie I saw on streaming, Netflix at home, over two nights. So I would say that it's probably best to try and split this movie... I would say when Pesci and De Niro get on the plane, that's a good place to like sort of like. Eh, I, it's hard to find find somebody who breaks it down better. I can't like off the top of my mind, I can't think of like a good solid moment where I would stop it. Uh, but I kind of stopped it. Uh, when I stopped watching, it was way past that point with the airplane. But when I started rewatching, I sort of gave for myself from that point on to sort of uh, watch the end of the movie, so I rewatched a good 20-30 minutes of the movie there, but I, I that felt good to me, that felt like a good spot at, at least from my mind's eye so, uh, but you probably are going to watch this over two nights because it's a long long movie. On to the movie leaderboard I feel like this is a good place to sort of talk about how when you get the right pieces and the right people and the right amount of money and the the right uh, desire from the studio to do things right, uh, when all the pieces fall into place, uh, it's still sort of an unknown how good a movie is going to be. I think that there is sort of a floor-ceiling conversation. Like, you know, Scorsese is possible of giving us a perfect 10 movie if everything lines up perfectly if he's got the right people and they're all doing amazing work and people stay out of his way just enough so that he feels like he can get the thing that he wants i i feel like scorsese has like 10 potential there's only a handful of people who have the potential to make like a perfect 10 level film if we're going off this leaderboard kind of logic here um but 
the conversation is the floor. Like, I feel like the floor on a Scorsese movie, it's hard for it to get, like, underneath, like, really, like, a seven. Because it's just sort of, like, he's going to have enough people around him that make it work. And uh, that's just sort of how I feel like you have to use the logic here for, like, you know, this movie was never going to be horrendously bad. Like, it, it just, it had too many winning pieces for it to, to, to be that way. But I, I don't think it really let, uh, met the expectations. So if you're thinking that a Scorsese movie is going to on, almost automatically be between a 7 and a 10, because that's the uh, ceiling and f- uh, floor of how good of his, his movies can be, then I feel like this one is a little bit of a disappointment. But it's still a good movie in terms of everything that's out there. Uh, given everything, but if I had to give the Irishman a rating, I'd give it an eight. Even I enjoyed it. I'm very happy that it's around. I'm very excited that this was allowed to be made. I I think it'll be important. Though I don't know. If how it'll be important. I just know that at some point it'll sort of all work itself out. And I'm interested in seeing where the conversation goes from here because it doesn't feel like a picture that's released just for the moment that it lives in, but it's supposed to be something that has some staying power beyond it. And I'd be interested in sort of following that as we go along. Anyway, that's it for me. If you want more, you can go to my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com. Facebook.com forward slash Cory Baker Film and at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Um, if you like this review, please give it a thumbs up, subscribe, tell friends, share, do all that good stuff. Um, I am going to be doing Knives Out this week as well, so keep an eye out for that one as well. And yeah, that's about it for me. So uh, if you don't mind, I have to uh, go paint some houses.